March 12, 2020. Commissioner Rob Manfred today announced that MLB has decided to suspend spring training games. This is an unprecedented day. May not see baseball until May. Everybody's trying to get this game back. We're looking at the broader issue. Ready for whatever. I talked to a lot of guys across the league, and they're all thinking the same thing. Is this, is this going to work? There is no roadmap to navigate this. I love baseball, but I got to do what's right for my family sometimes. And baseball agreed to have a season. Safest and most cautious way to get through a season. There are enormous concerns that they're going to be able to pull off the health and safety protocol. There's a lot of questions. I just want to play baseball, so if that's what we have to do, that's what we have to do. It's going to be fun. You got 60 games. You got to try to win all Welcome to the baseball show. I'm happy to be back. Presented by the Goose Island Beer Company. This is the baseball show with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the new ESPN Chicago app. Thanks for being with us on the baseball show with me, Jonathan Hood. You can follow the show on Twitter at ESPN MLB show or me at tweet J Hood. Thanks so much for being with us as we talk Major League Baseball, Cubs, Sox, everything else around the big leagues as baseball is back. So we have no idea what the 2020 season will bring for either side of town. We have no idea what it's going to bring. Even it's just talking to Sylvie just moments ago. He doesn't know exactly what to expect for 2020. Baseball feels different because of COVID-19 and a number of players feeling a little uncomfortable because of COVID-19. Should they play? Should they not play? They got to think about family. So when we take a look at some of these depth charts and look at some of these rosters, we don't know exactly what to expect. But 60 games, that's the key. Are the White Sox going to sprint past everyone in the American League Central and be ahead of schedule and get to the playoffs? Are the Cubs going to return to the magic that they once had in the Madden era, 90-plus wins in playoffs? These are really big front-burner questions about both sides of town. So here's what I want to do now. I want to take a look as we have now our first pitch. And take a look at some of the all-star caliber players for both the Cubs and the Sox rosters. So when we take a look at the Cubs, as you well know, nobody wins without talent. And the thing that really led this Cubs team was the veteran-laden presence of John Lester. I will always believe that John Lester was the linchpin and the gateway to the, the Cubs in their winning ways. Someone had to be able to say, yes, I will play for your team that's not so good right now at Theo Epstein, but I believe in you as a head of this baseball team. So John Lester was the first, and then all the dominoes start to fall in place for the Cubs. When you look at the 2020 staff and you look at players like John Lester, we look at you Darvish in this starting rotation. You Darvish... For a guy that has been in the big leagues for a while, you Darvish is still trying to learn new pitches and new ways to get players out. You do appreciate that. You may not think that you Darvish is an ace, or you don't think that maybe he's a top rotation guy for this Cubs team, but you Darvish is trying to find different ways to get players out by experimenting on even new pitch over the last few days, from what I understand. So you Darvish is part of this veteran uh, pitching staff for the Cubs. Kyle Hendricks has come into his own. Quintana, we know the story about that uh, cut that he received by washing dishes or whatever he was doing. Whatever it is, he won't be available for the Cubs uh, in the very near future. And so you take a look at that rotation, but you also take a look at the offense for the Cubs. Players that we have seen that really came through in 2016 and afterwards, like Chris Bryant. I'll use him for an example. Chris Bryant 
the best Cubs third baseman since we can make the argument about Ron Santo or Bill Madlock or Ron Say, but he's 29 years of age. And over the last few years, we have had question marks about whether or not Chris Bryant is going to be a Cub for the long haul. With Joe Madden, we remember Chris Bryant playing left field, a little right field, first base, third base. You know, the old school baseball fan in me says that if a guy's at third base, let him be over at third base as often as possible. 162 games, or in the modern day, 130, 140. But I've always liked Chris Bryant as a player as he just continues to develop. Now, there's been some some downtrends with Bryant, but it doesn't mean that he's a bad player. You want him to be more consistent, obviously. But I, I like Chris Bryant uh, for this Cubs team. And as I mentioned, one of the best third basemen that the franchise has seen in many years. We'll talk about this on the baseball show with Jonathan Hood, presented by Goose Island Beer Company on ESPN 1000. So I looked at a lot of the rosters for both the Cubs and the White Sox and looked over the last few years. And I look at Brian and I look at Javier Baez. Baez is 28 years of age. And besides him being just good for the game because of his swagger, his demeanor, uh, the way he plays the game is so different than others. Baez is a special player, and he's one of the cornerstones for this franchise. Baez is someone that I would probably push all my chips in the middle of the table for because Baez, to me, can be that that big star that the Cubs have wanted and needed for a long time. Now, remember, 16 was about team. The 16 team was about good pitching, timely offense, Joe Madden, all those things. But Baez, I could see as the face of this Cubs team in the very near future, depending on what his contract status will be and what his future will bring. Jason Hayward had some ups and downs with the organization, but Jason Hayward also steady for this Cubs team as an outfielder. But, you know, you pay him not just for defense. You want him to be able to come through offensively. We'll see in these 60 games whether or not Jason Hayward can ring the bell more than just a few times for the Cubs offensively. And I mentioned John Lester. I mean, you had to, if someone had to be able to start off the, uh, the end of the rebuild and the championship years for the Cubs, John Lester was that guy. On the other side of town, at 35th and Vec, I look at the White Sox, and I look at Tim Anderson, American League batting champion. I remember talking to Tim Anderson when he first started off in the big leagues, and because the numbers and the percentages of African Americans in Major League Baseball is so low, of course Tim Anderson stood out to me because he becomes rare uh, in today's sport. Obviously, those numbers have to balance out and get better, but Tim Anderson being on this White Sox team stood out to me because... Um, there was a lot of things that were written about Tim Anderson, believing that he was going to be a terrific player. But, of course, all these young players that we see, they're all suspects until we actually see them develop and produce. And so I'm watching Tim Anderson, and he all of a sudden goes from just being average to above average to being an American League batting champion. He got comfortable in his own skin. When you watch Tim Anderson, you watch him now with the bat flip. You watch him try to get better defensively. It's about incremental success. It's very rare that you see a player that just comes out of nowhere from day one and just instant star, does everything right. Tim Anderson is American League batting champion, and I did not expect that last year. I expect success i expect him to get better but it seems like he was able to have a jolt from where he was a couple years ago to last year being american league batting champion and taking major league baseball by storm here is an american league batting champion on a bad team of the white Sox. that says a lot he along with moncada and giolito were able to do some special things for the Sox in a non-playoff team year 
And so, Johan Moncada and questions about Moncada here in 2020 when we're going to see him on the field. But you look at his numbers and look at his slash line, especially toward uh, down the stretch, Moncada became one of those cornerstones for the White Sox. Giolito also being part of this team. Where he was last year versus where he was a couple years ago, totally different guy. Uh, again, uh, quite the character, comfortable in his skin as well. And Jose Abreu. I, I just said that this is like the new age Canerco, right? Like Abreu's had some big hits. Canerco, of course, is is going to be a legend, socks-wise, because of the 05 championship and uh, him coming over from Cincinnati, if I'm not mistaken. No, Dodgers, Cincinnati. But coming over and being part of the White Sox and seeing um, Canerco, I mean, he's definitely going to be a hero for the Sox for a long time because for, for, everything that he did. But I think Abreu is in that same, same vein. I wanted Abreu to be back on this ball club because I see him as an everyday DH at some point. Yeah, you play first, but I just think as a stabilizer in that locker room, as one of the team leaders, that's something needed, especially with young players uh, in the locker room for the White Sox. So let me ask you this question. And, Sean, let's open the phone lines at 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number here on the baseball show. Totally interactive. It's one thing for me to be talking, but I want you to be able to talk with me as well about this question. And the question is, who is the face of Chicago baseball in 2020? When you take a look at the names I mentioned, the Bryants, the Baez, the Lesters, the Andersons, the Boncadas, Giolitos, Abreus, there's a number of really quality players. And again, it's one thing to have a rooting interest of the Cubs and the White Sox and hope your team wins, but there's got to be someone that is the face, someone that you say, when I turn on Cubs baseball, I like watching that guy. When I watch the White Sox, I know that what I'm getting when I watch that guy. Because it's one thing as a team to win, but you have to have someone that is a face, someone that is a catalyst to make everything go. Uh, even in baseball, uh, where you can look at a manager and say, well, the manager is supposed to make everything work. Sometimes, sometimes the players themselves, when they are together, they're the ones who are supposed to get things going. Um, because it's one thing for a manager to just rumble in and say, boys, we got to get better. We got to, we got to pick them up and we got to hit them. And we got to, I mean, those, it's the same sports speak, the same baseball terminology that we've heard for years, right? Well, for players, it's different for players. They're like, you know what? We got to pick it up. We got to be able to pick each other up during this long season. Of course, this season is only 60 games. So 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. Who is the face of Chicago baseball for you in 2020? Let me get your thoughts on that as uh, we move forward. All right, coming up, we want to get your phone calls on that. And don't forget to uh, hit us up on Twitter as well, at ESPN MLB Show. Uh, we'll have a question for you about uh, our topic today here on this Tuesday, also, we're going to hear from Chuck Garfine, his maiden voyage on the baseball show. We'll get his thoughts about what's happened at Guaranteed Rate with the Chicago White Sox. We'll have that and your phone calls. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. Jonathan Hood on the baseball show. From Wrigley on the north to Guaranteed Rate on the south. This is the baseball show on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. The Baseball Show with Jonathan Hood. An inside look at the Cubs, the White Sox, and all of Major League Baseball. Presented by Goose Island Beer Company on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN 1000. Could 
it be that the White Sox are ahead of schedule? We'll talk about it right here on the baseball show with Jonathan Hood right here on ESPN 1000 and the brand new ESPN Chicago app. We're presented by Goose Island Beer Company. So glad you're with us every night at 6 o'clock. We give you the best in baseball conversation, Cubs, Sox, everything else around Major League Baseball as we go to Chuck Garfine. Chuck Garfine is with our family now of... Here at ESPN 1000, part of NBC Sports Chicago, and host of the White Sox Talk Podcast. Wherever you download your podcast, check out the White Sox Talk Podcast. Chuck joins me, Jonathan Hood, right here on the baseball show on ESPN 1000. Chuck, I appreciate your time. Hey, it is great to be with you. How are you doing? Doing really well uh, because baseball's right around the corner. Uh, so yeah. I. I want to find out what's it like. Like, think about your resume, Chuck. All, all the things that you've done in your career. Uh, now you have to add summer camp to uh, to what you have done now at guaranteed rate. What's that like for you? Summer camp, yeah, it's uh, it's a little. I mean, it's it's great. It's exciting to see the players, and it's also quite surreal. You're standing there or sitting there in the stands wearing a mask. You see Rick Hahn. Rick Renteria and the coaching staff wearing masks, and you are seeing White Sox players uh, going about their business, which, you know, that looks normal. And But it, it's, just, it's just a very unique time, for sure, where I sometimes have to just ask myself, like, what? Because, like, the last time I've been there, I was there today, and I was there yesterday, and I'm thinking, like, the last time I was here, there was no pandemic, and here we are living in it. And, um, the way I look at what's happening right now is you see Major League Baseball trying to start a season. And I say trying because it just it feels like we are – there's no 100% certainty of anything in sports right now. But it's like, you know, this is unchartered territory, uncharted waters. And, um, you know, I talked to Lucas Giolito today, and he was quite frank about it. He just said – you know, we are, uh, I'm not 100% confident we're going to finish the season, but I think we can at least start it and go from there. And that's really what this is. It's like a day-by-day, week-by-week thing, and I'm crossing my fingers that we're going to not only start this season, but we will finish it. And we go one step further, having the White Sox make the playoffs in this 2020 season. That would be the best. Chuck, um, to that end, you talked about uh, your conversation with Giolito, which is your most recent interview you did on the White Sox Talk podcast. You know what struck me about that conversation? It was you asked him about certain players, and Giolito's like, yeah, I didn't see him because they were part of the night session or the afternoon session, so I, I didn't see him. That is so different than any other spring training or anything else that's normal about baseball. When you're on the field together, you see what's going on, especially when you're pitching or hitting, you know exactly what your teammates are doing. That doesn't sound like baseball when you're asking him about Cease or you're asking him about uh, Lopez, and he goes, I, you know, I don't know, I didn't see it. That's, that's strange for me also. Well... Yeah, I mean, it is because you can't have everyone all together and you only have one field. You know, mm-hmm. in normal spring training, there's multiple fields and you can get all the work in in the morning for everybody. But now, because of social distancing and only having one field, it's half and half. And so you mainly have the, uh, I would say, like the starters, your 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 core players, your, and most of your pitchers in the morning session. The afternoon session, and I was just there today, is, well, that's where it's a little different because you, you can't have all the starters there in the morning. So the in the afternoon, that's where you'll see Keiko, Lopez, 
Rodon and a few other relievers like Colome and Herrera, but the position players in the afternoon uh, that I saw out there, you had Madrigal, you had uh, Andrew Vaughn, you know, Delmonico, Engel, bench guys, prospects. But yeah, it's it's not your typical. There's a lot of things that are not typical uh, with this uh, baseball season, and that's one of them. You got to. Uh, you got to really split up the roster as they try to train here and get ready for the season. Chuck Garfine from ESPN 1000, NBC Sports Chicago with me, Jonathan Hood on the baseball show, presented by Goosein and Beer Company on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. So, Chuck, when the schedule dropped, what did you think of the ebb and flow of the schedule for the Sox as we start off against uh, the dreaded Twins, July 24th through the 26th? Yeah, I love that. It, it was almost like Major League Baseball. Now, I don't think this I pro, this may or may not have been their intention, but it was almost like Major League Baseball was saying, okay, we believe that the White Sox are coming. So much so that we want to have an exciting matchup right out of the gate. Let's give them the Twins. Because I feel like if this was, if they weren't, they would have gone, okay, Twins-Indians to start. Mm-hmm. But no, they went Twins-White Sox. That's kind of how I looked at it. And uh, it's three games here at home. We'll have all three of them on uh, NBC Sports Chicago, which we're really excited about. We're going to have all the games except for one, just the uh, the Field of Dreams game uh, against the Cardinals in August. But, uh, you know, it's uh, I, I like that. And then they go three games to Cleveland. It's a weird schedule in that for every team that you'll have 10 games against your teams in your division but seven of them you're going to be on either on the road or at home, and then three home or road. So it's not like split up five and five, but I kind of feel like, well, is there really a home field advantage anyway if you're not going to have fans? Like there is still a chance, I guess, that maybe later in the season, if all goes well, they might be able to get fans in the stands. But, you know, right now there's none. So, you know, it's, it's, it's funny that, you know, the White Sox will have the Twins for seven games here at home, only go with uh, for three games in Minnesota, but then it's reversed for the Indians. They'll have seven games in Cleveland. The Indians are here for three. So is there an advantage or disadvantage in that? I'm not really sure, but uh, it's another one of the quirks of the schedule. But I, I think it's exciting. And then on top of it all, the regular season would end with the Cubs, three games. And if the Cubs or the Sox are fighting out for a playoff spot and they're playing against each other, to end the regular season, I mean, that, this will never, ever happen again <laughs> unless they completely change the divisions. But, I mean, the Cubs and Sox play each other at the end of the year for a spot in the playoffs. That's amazing. Chuck, what have you learned about the way the Sox have, t- have tested players for COVID-19? A lot of this that we've been seeing is palm to your forehead where there are teams that have put in their tests, they've had their testing, and still waiting for results. That can't be. How is that happening? I guess. I guess – it's almost like a microcosm of society that we're dealing with outside of baseball in which you're waiting for tests and you don't know what your results are. But uh, what's the protocol from the Sox standpoint? What are they telling you? Yeah, so I talked to Lucas about this. And fortunately for the White Sox and the Cubs, they have not had the problems that a few other teams have had where uh, they haven't gotten test results back. And because of that, they have to cancel practice. And Lucas said he had been tested about two or three times. Uh, They're doing the saliva test. They did an antibody test. Uh, They have not 
done as far as for what Lucas told me the one the, the test where they do it like through your nose where like the swab goes basically like into your brain and you know the way that I'm kind of comprehending this and seeing this from afar is this to say you're going to do all this testing is one thing to execute it and pull it off efficiently is another and it's unfortunate and a couple players have said this Giolito being one of them, that it's unfortunate that they spent the last three months haggling over money and uh, basically having a, a labor dispute during this pandemic and didn't spend all this time really focusing on health and safety. So that the intention is to make this as safe, safe as possible, but it's, it's not as simple as, okay, let's just do this. They've never done this, this kind of testing, 30 teams. And so there's, been some snags for sure and uh you got to believe that maybe baseball is going to do everything in its power after these it's just, it looks terrible and it's not safe or it's potentially not safe that they're going to fix this and if they don't fix it we got problems the league is going to have problems and this could all fall apart so i'd like to think they're right now like literally like as we speak maybe baseball is trying to fix this and making it more efficient and putting more whatever its resources and more manpower behind it because you cannot get this season not only off the ground, but then have it, you can't play a season when you have inefficiencies in the testing because this is all about health and safety. That's number one. And if you can't get these tests taken care of, as I said, this thing could get ugly. And when I say ugly, this thing could, this season could be derailed pretty quickly. Yeah. Chuck, jump in on our poll question we're asking at ESPN MLB show, and that is, who's the face of Chicago baseball in 2020? Ooh. <laughs> That's really good. Like, who, who, who Are you saying, so, no, so are you, is there other choices, or I should just come up with my, who I think will just, be that person? Just, just, own, just Chuck Garfine's thoughts on the face of Major League Baseball, the face of Chicago baseball in 2020, I should say. Wow. It's a good one. That's a good one. I'm thinking. And there's a here's the great thing about it. There's a lot of choices. Right. I mean, it could be it could be Yoan Moncada, it could be Tim Anderson, it could be Aloy Jimenez on the south side. On the north side, uh, you're talking. I mean, there obviously was Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant and Javi Baez. Man, I'm going Tim Anderson. Tim, I'm going Anderson. Tim Anderson. Yeah, I mean, Tim he's, the, he, he's the hit king. Why not Tim Anderson? Yeah, he's got the personality for it. Um, you know, he's got the backing, the popularity. Uh, I, I'm going to say Tim Anderson. All right. I got you down for Tim Anderson. I'm writing it down now on the yellow pad. Tim Anderson says yeah. Chuck Garfine. Now, when, you, when you're saying the face, are you saying, like, is he the best player? You're saying, who's the face? So right? That's that's the trick of this, this radio yes. show. See? You see that? Yes. See what yes. I did there? I know I like it, so I had to think about it. <laughs> I'm going, I, yeah, I, I like I like T.A. And, you know, what 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 – Chicago baseball player lives in Chicago in the off season. Your answer is Tim Anderson. Right. right. That's that's some nineteen seventies stuff. You know, where you <laughs> yeah. where Fer, Fergie Jenkins is your neighbor. Like, what the hell's Fergie doing? Fergie, Billy, what what are you doing here? Like you're shoveling snow right next to me. How's that happening? So that is old school, T A. Speaking of 1970s baseball a shout out to the birthday boy bill melton oh. who turned 75 today 
and I talked to him on the phone today, and he said it's great to be 55 years old, and he's looking forward to turning 60. <laughs> Laddie. Oh, Laddie. Laddie. Oh, yeah, David. You know about it. Laddie. I love it. Well, Chuck, I'm glad you spent some time. Welcome to the station. We'll be hearing a lot of you for uh, White Sox content. Um, fans have been looking for this for a long time, so now you're part of it. So thanks so much for coming on, as always. Hey, it's great. Great to be with ESPN 1000. Oh, I love all you guys, all the work you do. Your shows are awesome, and it's uh, I'm honored to be a part of it. And joining the team, and let's uh, – Hope for a great baseball season, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to what the White Sox can do because this team uh, is a coming. It's on its way. There is just too much momentum here with this team, the talent, the players, uh, for it to be uh, stopped. So uh, it, it's going to be exciting times are ahead for the White Sox. Chuck Garfine, check out his podcast, the White Sox Talk Podcast. He's part of our team here at ESPN 1000 here on the Baseball Show. Coming up, we open up the notebook around Major League Baseball next on TBS. The Baseball Show with Jonathan Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Cubs, Sox, and so much more. This is The Baseball Show with Jonathan Hood. Presented by Goose Island Beer Company. On ESPN 1000. And the ESPN Chicago app. Follow the show on Twitter at ESPN MLB Show. Some people on Twitter, I asked the question earlier, who is the face of Chicago baseball in 2020? Someone said Anthony Rizzo. You heard from Chuck Garfine from ESPN 1000 and NBC Sports Chicago. Uh, he's going with uh, Tim Anderson. Who is the face of Chicago baseball? Who do you think the, fa- the face of baseball is going to be for uh, our Chicago teams in 2020? You can chime in uh, at ESPN Major League Baseball Show, ESPN MLB Show, or call us 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. If you're a Cubs fan or if you're a White Sox fan listening to the show, this is the show for you. This is not the, the me just preaching the Sermon on the Mount. It's you and I being able to talk about our favorite uh, baseball teams right here on the baseball show. Let's crack open the notebook and take a look at uh, what is going on. Jesse Rogers is tweeting, by the way, as we open our notebook, um, at Jesse Rogers ESPN. He is watching the simulated game at Wrigley Field now with the Cubs. I guess it's blue against white. I think that's what the, the uh, situation is. And he says that uh, he's watching Craig Kimbrell give up a single to Chris Bryant in the intra-squad game. Uh, and the Cubs are piping in some crowd noise uh, while this is happening. So there's some crowd noise pop, uh, piped in at Wrigley Field. And um, Wilson Contreras takes Kimbrell deep for a home run. And also a chant of Let's Go Cubbies taking place through the PA system at Wrigley Field. So they're doing all they can to simulate what would sound like the sights and sounds of Wrigley Field uh, right now in this simulated game that they're playing, this intra-squad game. <sighs> There's nothing like the fans uh, being there, but they're, they're no fans. And so they're doing all they can to make uh, the players feel like it's a really Major League Baseball game. But Kimbrell, picking up where he left off, giving up a home run to one of his teammates. So there you go. Some um, news and notes for you. Bradford Doolittle on ESPN.com wrote this, 2020 Major League Baseball schedule release, winners and losers, and which teams face the big challenge. So here's some numbers for you. Of the 2,430 games that we usually get for Major League Baseball, um, there's only going to be 900, or at least we hope there's going to be. There's going to be 60 games 
per team, the fewest in the major league since the 1870s. 1870s, there were this few games that were played. That's going to determine who squeezes into the usual playoff format. One of the many things that we could say about such a state of things, we can say this, hey, we've never seen a big league schedule like this one, and he's totally right about that. A couple other notes in his column that he wrote on ESPN.com. Teams will play 40 of their 60 games within their own divisions at 67%. The number is significantly higher than in a typical season when teams face division opponents 76 times, which is 47%. The other 20 games will be interleague matchups, the exact number of games in which teams usually face the opposite circuit. So some interesting numbers coming out of there. Some other things, too. Many of the people I've been reading over the last few days regarding the White Sox feel that the Sox will have an advantage here to be able to win their division. Again, all of this is predicated on who gets hot. And I've been teasing a lot like, oh, you know, we can't wait to see that Tigers-Marlins World Series because I really believe in the 60 games, it is a crapshoot. It is about talent, but also it's about who gets hot randomly in baseball. Teams that can come out of nowhere and win a lot of games. You're not getting that in the NBA you're not getting out of the National Hockey League, but you certainly are getting that in Major League Baseball from time to time where a team comes out of nowhere and has a streak and goes on a run. That could very well happen uh, in this pandemic-riddled season that we're going to get from Major League Baseball. As we talk about the baseball show right here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app presented by Goose Island Beer Company. Yeah, so... This thing he writes about with the White Sox. In most recent years, teams that project to win a few games better or worse than 500 tend to have similar wild card chances with an injury here or a lineup tweak there. Sometimes having a tipping point kind of affects your playoff probabilities. But when he looks at the simulations of the White Sox, when they go through the uh, schedule that the White Sox have, the roster that the White Sox have, with their current depth chart playing the original schedule, the White Sox earned a postseason slot in the simulations 20% of the time. Now, that's 29% of the time. When you go to Vegas, as you heard, if you listened to the show uh, yesterday, we had Gilles Gallant on from OddShark.com. He likes the White Sox to win the division. He sees them over 30 wins uh, in Vegas. We'll keep our eyes on that. Another team that is has a big boost in playoff chances because of the schedule is the Cincinnati Reds. Waddles Reds, the Reds are the National League's version of the White Sox in the schedule derby. Um, but, you know, they're not going to be um, this great team, but he thinks that uh, in this piece on ESPN.com that uh, when we take a look at the schedule, it favors the Reds uh, as far as competitiveness. And so... Uh, Cincinnati made the playoffs in 16% of the simulations. With the 60-game uh, enhanced version, the Reds leap into a 26% shot to be able to make the playoffs this upcoming season. Again, in this crapshoot of a league, in this crapshoot of a season, you never know. If it's 162, I would tell you, yeah, this team, like the Dodgers, Cubs could get a run. White Sox would have to look at 2021. Uh, there's certain teams, but now teams that maybe were on the come in 2021, 2022, maybe this is their year because of the pandemic. So we'll, uh, we'll keep our eyes on that. Some thoughts now from David Ross here in our notebook here on the baseball show. David Ross, the manager for the Cubs, 
a lot of uh, conversation about the schedule that came out during our show yesterday. David Ross talks about his initial reaction to the Cubs schedule. It's it looks really similar to to a normal baseball schedule, like you said. We we start with a with a lot. I think it's you know what do we got sixteen or eighteen straight right out of the shoot. I mean that's a that's a that's a lot right out of the gate that I think will be a little bit of an adjustment. But um, yeah, the, the schedule looks good. Um, you know, we we we've, we've got some things set up for off days um, to to travel back home. I, yeah, I, I, no problems with the schedule whatsoever. Rick Renteria, uh, the manager for the White Sox. Rick Renteria talks about the schedule for the Sox. My expectations are still so high with our club. Um, I'm glad we get to start with these guys at home. Hopefully we'll have a nice start. They're a really good club. Um, but I still look at our guys as, as they're preparing, how well they look, how positively they're, they're going through their daily work. Um, that being said, no one's going to give us anything, and we have to make sure that we go out and play as clean of baseball as possible. I, I know I repeat myself. I've been saying the same thing for three years, and... We're all looking for that to ultimately come to fruition. So um, whoever it is, that, and who, but whoever it is and whatever the schedule might be, uh, we're willing to uh, approach it uh, however we need to in order to give ourselves an advantage. Yeah, so Sox and Twins, as we talked about earlier, that's going to be the start of the uh, schedule for the Chicago White Sox. Uh, more from David Ross, because one of the major storylines around Major League Baseball because of COVID-19 is uh, players opting out. And it's just not baseball. It's around sports where there are some players that do not feel comfortable playing because of COVID-19, because of family reasons, because of what's going on. So Ross was asked about uh, if any of his players have opted out. Honestly, it's a, it's a, this is a daily process we're going through. Um, and, and I know I've said that before, but it, it, I mean, there is, there is, you know, daily issues that come up with things. I mean, you're, you're waiting on the test results and, and even myself, you, you have a little bit of anxiety the night before when these tests, you're waiting on these test results to come in. It, it, I mean, that's the world we're living in right now. So, um, it's extremely, um, daunting mentally on the players and 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 again they have to perform and get work in on top of um, the extras that you're seeing so um, again like I've said all our guys are excited to, to play baseball all our guys are excited to be here they're they're putting in great work um, so do I have any concerns of them opting out no but that could change within a day you know that that's where we're at in the, in the world and, and in the world of baseball so um, I just try to take it day to day and let these guys uh, come in, try to make them feel safe as, as, as much as we can and uh, com- continue to communicate them and, and try to try to um, handle any concerns they might have. And that is our Major League Baseball notebook right here on the Baseball Show on ESPN 1000, brought to you by Goose Island Beer Company. Coming up, we will give you five topics in five minutes. If you're a baseball fan, you'll love 5 for 5. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter as well at ESPN MLB Show. Again, it's ESPN MLB Show. We want to be able to continue to grow this show. And keep in mind, it's just not me. It's you. You and I need to be able to interact on Cubs and Sox and everything else, MLB. Whatever's going on around Major League Baseball, like, oh, are we going to get baseball or are we not? I'm just focused on the game starting in a few weeks. And I know that 
there's a number of uh, issues that's going on around our sports, but when baseball starts, I think a, a lot of us that love baseball are looking forward to it. It won't be the same, but what is the same in 2020? So if you're a baseball fan, check in as we ask you the question about the face of baseball in Chicago for 2020. Uh, you either call me, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776, or uh, tweet the show at ESPN MLB Show. Five for five is next. The Baseball Show with Jonathan Hood. Week 9 to 6. On Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Four balls, three strikes, a double play, and one place to hear the baseball show with Jonathan Hood. This is ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. The baseball show with Jonathan Hood. Presented by Goose Island Beer Company. Follow the baseball show on Twitter at ESPN MLB Show. Jonathan Hood of the baseball show right here on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Now time for 5 for 5. Indeed. Ah, 5 for 5. We get a chance to talk about five topics in five minutes. Sean Davis, give us the questions, and we'll see if we can get good answers for this edition of 5 for 5. All right. Tonight's theme, Hood, is something to prove. So let's go ahead and start with the managers of both teams here in Chicago. Who has more to prove this season, David Ross or Ricky Renteria? I would say that it would be David Ross, and, and here is why. David Ross, the manager for this Cubs team, is, no, is brand new, right? But the thing is that he got a veteran-laden team. We're talking about Rizzo and Bryant. We see Jason Hayward, I mean, uh, Baez. There's some players from that 2016 team that won the World Series, as we know. I think that Ross has something to prove in these 60 games because there is this element of Uncle, you know, Grandpa Rossi was a guy that was on that 16 team. He was a friend to a lot of those players. And so now he's got to be the boss. That's going to be a big difference, I think, for the Cubs. So, I mean, Rick Renneria always got something to prove because I don't know how he's going to be with the White Sox for the long haul. But I really think Ross has something to prove in these 60 games. A lot of is on the line. The veteran players as well as Theo Epstein and his job for the future is on the line if the Cubs don't turn this around. Remember how they underachieved last year uh, where they were in third place when they should have been a first-place ball club? So I think... All right. Let's go to the second question. Is there anyone on the roster of the Cubs or White Sox that you can see getting a 10-year deal like Patrick Mahomes got yesterday? Andy Mazur. Well, because he's a friend, I'm happy for Mazur that he got the uh, the White Sox radio job. I'm, congratulations to him. It's uh, I'm looking forward to hearing that call uh, with DJ. But nonetheless, uh, I would say, um, you know, 10 years is just a long time. I didn't like the A-Rod deal when he was with the Texas Rangers. I thought, you know, $252 million, 10 years, God bless you. If you can get that, that's great if you're A-Rod. But you know that there's so much pressure with that. If I was going to, to give a guess, I would say, like, a 10-year contract for Lewis Roberts for the White Sox. I would just say that there's a guy there who's 22 where you can build on him. I'll give him a 10-year, rip up the deal he has now, and give him a 10-year, uh, what's usually the going rate, 10 years and uh, $50 million? Let, Let's see if, 
Let's <laughs> give me the, the old Alexi Ramirez uh, deal or something like that, right? All right. <laughs> the White Sox seem to change the narrative from the previous offseason when they signed Dallas Keuchel and Yasmani Grandal, missing out on Manny Machado the year before in free, in free agency. So, will Grandal and Keuchel end up making more of an impact than Machado would have been if the White Sox had outbid the Padres? Sean, that is an excellent question. That's an excellent question. I hadn't thought about that here in the offseason, but I, that is a, a question to think about because Grandal and Keuchel, I've always said from the pitching standpoint, the Sox need to find their John Lester. You know, where's my Lester, as Sox fans would say, right? You need to have someone to jumpstart the organization as far as their, your rebuild and find that veteran. And I think the Sox have done that in Keuchel, right? Grandal is just really the cherry on the Sunday because of the hitting prowess that he brings. Yeah, McCann was solid as a catcher, but I think that Grandal, because of his age and his, his hitting uh, uh, ability, I think that... You know, I think eventually that might be the better deal. Now, now you talk about for the short term, but Machado is a, is a great player. Um, I think that Grandal and Keuchel, the combination along with the kids, that could help the White Sox. So as much as I wanted Machado, I feel much better with Grandal and Keuchel. Jacob DeGrom has a chance to become the third pitcher in Major League Baseball history to win three consecutive Cy Young Awards. Have his chances increased or decreased? with the 60-game season? Well, I tell you what, you talk about a, a pitching ace, someone who's 30, 31 years old that has been with this Mets team. He really is one of the, the only stars on that uh, on that Mets team. And I would love for him to be with a contender. Uh, but, the, but you're asking me about the question. So I, I think that he won't get it because of the 60-game season. Uh, that we're going through the 60-game season. Yeah, you know, he's had some terrific numbers. Uh, I think four times in his career he's had over 10 wins, over 11 wins. So he is an ace. But in this situation with this pandemic, I'm going to say it's going to be given to someone else uh, because it's just the rhythm of the game is different with the 60 games. He's still great, but Cy Young, no. It's great. The other two guys, by the way, before we get to the next one, Randy Johnson, Greg Maddox, they won three in a row, and then they went on to win four in a row. After Belichick and Brady parted, which was the big story of this offseason, we also saw one of the great exec and manager parting of ways when we had Joe Madden being let go by the Chicago Cubs and, and going out to be the manager of the L.A. Angels. I ask you. You know they both want to win a World Series before the other. Who will win the World Series first? World Series first, Theo or Joe Madden? Mm, um, I, mm, I will say Joe Madden because you remember when Jesse was on the show a couple of weeks ago, he said that he could foresee. PL could be completely out of baseball after his contract with the Cubs. And that was one of the stronger comments that we've heard here uh, in the offseason for, for baseball, let alone the Cubs. So I, I don't know what Theo's next job will be after 2021. I would think that he should stay with the Cubs for the long haul, but who knows what Ricketts is thinking. So I'm going to say, if I had to choose one, I'm going to say Madden with the Angels in his last run. I don't think either one will win, but I'm going to lean Madden in that answer. That's your five for five. And that is 5 for 5 right here on ESPN 1000. Under the hood in two minutes right here on the Baseball Show. 
The Baseball Show with Jonathan Hood. On Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN 1000. And the ESPN Chicago app.